0: I'm back, well, you're back in my studio. Your studio, yeah. How's it feel to be a new guest? Wait, I'm wait, what
1: you're my guest? I'm your guest, yeah. So, this is your show now? This is
0: 100% my show.
1: All right, that's how we're gonna do it, yeah. Well, I'll go ahead and introduce myself,
0: all right, but yeah, please do. Yeah, let's introduce yourself to everyone.
1: I am John Swanson, I have 32 pigeons locked in my basement. Why? Legally, I can't tell you why, but... Are they messenger pigeons? A few of them, yes. They, A few of them carry messages. Some of them carry, like, goods.
0: What kind of goods? I use the word goods for a reason. Okay. just So now I'm the only one that knows about it other than you.
1: I also did just say it on a podcast, so, like, I don't know. I kind of just put myself in a tough spot.
0: Well, they don't know where the pigeons are. Good point. Yep. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you have a lot of pigeons.
1: Yeah. I like to cuddle with them. You ever cuddle with a pigeon?
0: I'd be afraid I'd kill it.
1: That happens.
0: How many pigeons have you killed? Be honest. I mean, like. No, don't answer that. That's okay. I don't need to know.
1: Upwards of 100. (laughs) What?
0: (laughs) That's a lot of dead pigeons. All right. So we got our bear. I think there's more efficient ways to kill pigeons. But, anyways.
1: Two birds with one stone. Um,
0: bear fact for small pigeons, big stone. Yep. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> bear fact.
1: Never run. You cannot outrun a bear. A bear okay. is always faster than you. If they if they see you running, they take that as food. Running
0: away from you. Yeah. So it, like it like. It, it excites their natural instincts to yeah. want to chase you. Yeah,
1: so even if a bear is charging at you, stay on your ground. Stay exactly where you are because they'll even get a few feet away from you before they decide to run away. They don't... Would you try to
0: swing on a bear at that point?
1: Ooh, I mean, like, if, I, if he gets past the point, if I know he's not going to stop, he's going to catch this right hook, you know?
0: What's the type of bear that you have to punch in the nose? I think it's a black bear. I think the black bears are... The wussies of all of the bear types. I think they're the most docile. I could be wrong though. I think it is black bears. And they've got a there's an abundance of black bears right now. Which is great. I love bears. Kind of. I'm scared of them. With grizzly bears, you play dead. They say that though. Wait.
1: If you are attacked by a black bear, do not play dead.
0: So grizzly bears, you play dead. I think black bears are supposed to, like, stand tall and try to intimidate them.
1: Male bears, when they are angry and because they fight often, may take a punch on the nose as a challenge. So
0: so don't punch the bear. Yeah, I yeah, wouldn't punch. Don't poke the bear. I think you were supposed to do his t on it.
1: He would get pretty intimidated. That's a pretty aggressive stance.
0: Exactly. You know what? There's got to be a video out there somewhere of someone being charged by a bear, and then... They just T-pose. Some person's just T-posing on it, and the bear gets intimidated and runs away. I feel like that's happened before. We
1: could be the first.
0: You're going to go find some bears? Or we could die. I mean... As long as you get bear spray, you'll be okay. Bear spray. Got to have that bear spray. Just kidding. You can't just rely on the bear spray. But the bear spray is the most effective thing.
1: I mean... 12 gauge. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, uh... One of my friends, Kurt, is up in the woods right now, living off the land. I think we might have mentioned this before, but he'll come on. He'll he'll share his stories. He might even come back to change, man, and tell us his stories because he, he got a new gun to go out there to go do it. He wanted to get this big old 10-millimeter. It's like, okay, whatever, do your thing. Interesting. And that's his, his defense, that plus bear spray, because he's going to be living in the woods. He's going to be no further than two, three miles from the nearest bear.
1: I mean, all those bears
0: know exactly where he is. Exactly, exactly. I think he's in Montana, I mm-hmm. want to say. Damn. Where's Yellowstone? Do you know? Yellowstone. Isn't it in Montana? I think it is Montana. I could be wrong. I think it's wherever Mountain St Helens is.
1: No, I don't want Yellowstone the movie. I want Yellowstone the place. No, not Yellowstone, Texas. Damn it. <laughs>
0: I don't want to offend anyone by assuming that Mount St. Helens is where Yellowstone is, but I think that's where it is. I don't think
1: it's in Yellowstone.
0: Man, you are taking way too long. Yeah, I cannot find it. I'm just looking at where Mount St. Helens
1: is. Is that that your point?
0: Mount St. Helens. Yeah, I was wrong. I was totally wrong. Okay, well, I'm glad I retracted that statement. Yeah, Mount St. Helens is nowhere near Yellowstone. Washington, right? Oh wait, was I right? No, wait. Yellowstone is in Wyoming. Okay, you know what? Whatever. So, Mount St. Helens is in Washington. So yeah, nailed it. Yeah, so I was wrong. I was one hundred percent wrong. Okay, okay, fucked. Anyways, but yeah, he'll come back and he'll he'll talk. He's definitely going to come on. I don't know when. I, don't know. I forget when he comes back, but he'll be on. You know, some some cool things to say. Hopefully, some cool stories. I mean, he's looking to see people once every two or three days when he's up there, and just to go to like base camp to get supplies and stuff. But he's just going to be camping yeah. out in the woods by himself.
1: I got a question for you. Do you keep your receipts? Like whenever you, someone hands you a receipt, do you immediately throw it away? Do you take it to your car? What
0: do you do with the receipt? It depends what the receipt is. If it's something that I intend to return, I keep it. Okay. If it's something that I plan to keep track of, like, for tax purposes, then I'll keep it. Like, if it's, like, for work stuff. Yeah. Other than that, I throw it at the back of my truck. I've got a bucket back there.
1: You just have a bucket of receipts? No,
0: but there's a few <laughs> receipts in there. It's just a general trash bucket. Yeah. It's good to have. It is very handy to have a moderate-sized trash can in your car. Car or truck. Yeah.
1: Having some kind of
0: place to put trash. Because there's nothing it's, worse than getting someone's car and just trash just, everywhere. Oh, my God. Trash everywhere. It kind of, like, it makes me upset. Yeah. For them. It's like, really? Clean your clean your car. Yeah. Make it look neat, at least. And you don't have a whole lot of room to talk because I've seen your truck oh, sometimes. Oh, yeah,
1: I know. I was literally about to say, when, sometimes whenever it's, like, cool people, I don't really care. Like, people that I
0: know. Like, I've seen boxes of, like, pizza and cans. Just expose me. I'm just why? saying, like, I don't know, like, bags of food. It's, it was really bad, especially during the freeze that happened here in February. Oh, yeah. It was just loaded with crap. Yeah,
1: that was my room, just because I couldn't leave my truck. My truck wasn't 4 by.
0: Right, yeah. But, yeah, I I typically throw my receipts away. I mean, I would say 90% of the time I throw them away. How about you? Uh, and why do you feel the need to ask me about my receipts?
1: Oh I'm just wondering.
0: You're just I mean, curious? Do you want to know about my receipts right now?
1: I mean I know people that keep every single receipt, like That feels odd to me. Just having a giant like shoebox full of receipts. Like yeah. sometimes I'll keep my receipts from food to either keep track of how much I'm spending on fast food even though it's on my like my banking app. That's fair. Um or to like see how much the actual food was. Like I'll get in my truck and just look at the receipt. Like how much was that? <laughs> yeah like menu said eight bucks how the fuck am i at 13
0: yeah because sometimes when you're ordering food or you're ordering something in general and you're just kind of like an automatic mode like yeah i'll pay it, whatever that's what I'm, I'm, i am I want to get but Then you're like wait a minute what how much did i agree to just pay yeah i get that sometimes there's nothing
1: worse than like honestly whenever i buy stuff even like going through heb or at a restaurant i keep track of how much i'm spending like in my head just like eight plus four or whatever there's nothing worse than keeping track of how much you're spending, and then you get to the total, and you're, like, 20 bucks short in your head, and you're, like, wait. It's usually with restaurants. Like, food will come out more expensive or some shit. I don't know. But
0: and you're 20 bucks short in terms of how much you have or how much you spent? How much I thought I would spend. It. Oh.
1: Yeah. Like, I'll whenever I, like, order food, I'll order an entree and a drink, and I'm, like, okay, it's going to be, like, 12, 13 bucks, and then I get the receipt or the... A bill and it's like seventeen, eighteen. I'm like, where did those come from?
0: Sometimes whenever I look at a menu, especially at a restaurant, I typically don't remember the fact from the idea that I'm going to give a tip. Usually, like oh, look yeah. at the, like the prices of stuff. Like, oh yeah, I'll just spend twenty bucks. I'll get like a ten dollar margarita and I'll get some tacos or something. That's an
1: expensive ass margarita, man.
0: Well, if you go to Baby A's, shout out to Baby A's. They do these these giant purple margaritas and they're about ten bucks. They're great and. <laughs> they limit you at two so <laughs> they don't give you more than two but i'd say how big it is yeah exactly so um i like water food and realize like wait oh i still have to give a tip yeah and sometimes i feel bad especially if i get bad service that would just mean like they kind of like there's nothing worse than going to a restaurant sitting down you know your waiter or waitress gives you your menus and your water and stuff. It's like all right, well, come back whenever you're ready they forget about you. Forget about pretty you. Pretty much, they just forget about uh, you for like fifteen, twenty minutes. The worst. And you're just sitting there. You're like, okay, like I'm, we're ready to order.
1: I mean, I can sometimes not blame it on them if it's a really busy. I'll give, I'll cut them some slack. But like, if there's not a whole lot of people in there and it's taken forever to do simple things, it's
0: like, oh come on now. Especially that, and that, some. I, I, I am kind of on the fence about whether or not to tip them poorly or not tip them at all based on that. Service. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and then also, but I won't. I won't ever reduce my tip if the food takes a long time to come out. Yeah. Because that's not really on them. It's on the the kitchen. Yeah. You know. But also, it could be because it's happened before where they have put in the wrong order or they forgot to put in the order and they're like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot to put in your order." And it's like, "Okay, that's now you're not. Now you're not getting a tip." Yeah, that's your fucking job. It's like your only job: take the order and give it to the kitchen. You know. And then bring out stuff. I mean, I never worked in food, yeah. Neither. So either. I, I mean, yeah. So don't we don't have really a know whole lot what room to talk, right? But. So we don't really know what it's like, but it can't be that hard. Yeah. I mean, like I know, I know some friends that have done stuff in food, mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, it's really difficult. I mean, you're on your feet all the time and long hours. You don't get paid a whole lot. You pretty much rely on tips. So that's why I typically try to tip mm-hmm. fairly, fairly well. But I always forget, like, that's something I have to pay for. Because, like, if you go get fast food or something, you're like, okay, I know exactly how much I'm spending. This is what I want. This is what, you know. And so then, I don't know. It also kind of goes back to the restaurant owners. Like, why don't you pay your staff more so that you don't rely on customers to tip. Yeah. 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 But then also, at the same time, you can also make a pretty decent living if you work at a nice restaurant. Get some fat tips from from some fat bills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's also a lot of work.
1: You want me to say something?
0: No, I was... I mean, Good for you. I'm glad, glad you uh, asked that question. Glad oh, we got to talk about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw on Instagram there was uh, a tourist spot in India called Bastiri. Um It's a small village, probably like 1,000, 2,000 people. And it's like right on the side of a mountain. And while there were people there, they're all having like lunch in this nice like... Probably on the second or third story. And they look up the hill... And there are just gigantic boulders like the size of cars and trucks raining down the side of the mountain. And the funny thing about like our current time is when you see gigantic boulders. And the thing about the, the building is it was right up, backed up to the mountain. So like they're on the second or third story. They're not going to hit that, but they're going to hit the bottom of the mountain or the bottom of the building. But the thing about current times is we see giant boulders flying down the mountain at us and we're like, huh, I'm gonna take a video of this. Like, this is cool.
0: Yeah. Or in real life, it's happening. All of a sudden you see live leak (laughs) in the corner of your eye. You're like, Oh gosh. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I don't, that's kind of the thing about social media nowadays. that is so contagious. that I've never really understood. Like people like wonder, like, I've I've been around people who are like why is your Snapchat score so It's like well I mean I'm kind of like living in the moment like I don't really want to document everything that's happening around me. Or
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know. I use I like Snapchat Memories a lot. I mean yeah that's, that's, not, what, that's what I'll do usually I'll take a picture of something and then I'll keep it but I won't ever post it or send it to anyone. It's like yeah. okay cool like whatever that's just for me right. Um, but just the idea of constantly blogging and vlogging your life for everyone to see It's like uh, most yeah. people do don't care that much. Yeah and even then. You know, just live your life. I feel like in the moment where you're taking videos of things and taking picture, pictures of things, you're kind of missing out on what's actually happening in front of you, you know?
1: Yeah. And it's it's just like a, a seeking validation from everyone else. Like, when you post something on Instagram, people are really concerned with how many likes and comments and people are talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's the gross thing about it, you know? Yeah. Just that instant gratification of people liking things and commenting. And, you know, it's it's a dopamine rush, much like you know anything else in life I mean, yeah. it it works the same way people can get addicted i mean <laughs> there are people who are definitely addicted to social media yeah, in a bad way it's bad in a really bad way
1: they yeah. kind of let social media dictate how they live their life
0: yeah i i feel bad i really do i, I wish people could figure out that you know there's a lot more to life than but you know, i mean
1: we're Kind of the guinea pig generation on social media. I mean, the original social media was like AOL and MySpace, and now we're getting to this, like, posting and tweeting, and even though it's been around for, like,
0: 10, Pretty sure years, AOL is just emails, but, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was the first right, uh, right. online communication. But right. But with, like, our generation, we're being born into this, like, social media thing. So for the people that might be, like four or five years younger than us that's all they know
0: is online and i don't know no no it it makes sense like i've mentioned before like it it just it ends up becoming what life is life is just that way and you just get used to it you get accustomed to it
1: yeah like and that you don't even
0: second guess it you never think twice like yeah that's just the way it is people just do this
1: yeah and that kind of brings me to another thing is people that kind of live their life on social media and that's all they really care about is you'll see like primarily girls, but they'll go post like a video on their Snapchat of them with a filter on like where they are, like under a waterfall or some bullshit. And I like to look at that filter and be like, huh, it's not actually what you look like. And I, I like to put the filters on myself and just notice how much my face changes. And it's, it's astonishing.
0: you the one that pointed it out, or maybe it was a video that I saw of someone who took a Snapchat filter, like one of those regular filters on Snapchat, and completely changed the way that your yeah, face looks.
1: Exactly. That's, that's what I'm talking about yeah. right now. It's, it's so absurd how people can take a picture with that filter on and be like, oh,
0: I look good. Like, no. That's not what you look like. The filter looks good. <laughs> it's like the whole thing with Facetune. Yeah. And Photoshop. Right. And then people will post... I just, I know some people that get sucked into that. Like, oh my gosh, look how good they look! Like, yeah. look how amazing like their life is. And they make people feel depressed about, you know, I'm not doing this thing or I don't look that way. And then, and I'm sitting here thinking that's not real life. Like, they, there's so many things happening behind the scenes that are so fake. Yeah, that you don't understand because you end you end up trying to present the best version of yourself. That's mm-hmm. not always who you are. That's just who you are at like that one moment or. In yeah. that one second that with the Photoshop that you used or whatever it is, so people, I don't, it's, you just have to understand when you see these pictures of beautiful people and doing whatever, maybe they're renting these nice cars or they're, yeah. someone else is paying for that trip that they have no means of, of being there otherwise, or, you know, and girls will Photoshop their faces and their hair and the filter and, and all that stuff and makes other girls feel jealous and, and, feel less than them, but also you have to understand that's not really what they look like. Yeah.
1: Um, and another thing with that is, it like, people spend all this time to make themselves look so presentable online, and it does make other people feel less about themselves. And my fucking point just completely left my head as soon as I was going to say it.
0: That's okay. I can give you a second. Um, we were talking about People changing the way that they present themselves To make themselves look better
1: um, Just talk about something for a second Looking at notes <laughs>
0: Looking through your notes Come on you should know what you're trying to say Or at least Have an idea of what you're trying to say <sighs> Like I don't know what it is Well sometimes. okay so I mean Instagram was guilty of this Twitter not so much Twitter is I mean it's just Bubbles, people's ideas just being spat out there and yeah. the like and the comment thing is still the same dopamine rush that you get from Instagram. But Instagram is just really just pictures yeah. as a Snapchat. It is. And. Yeah, I, I don't like I get it. I get why people do it and how you can fall into that and, and follow these beautiful people who do. That's another thing. The Instagram influencers, yeah, the influencers—that's such an odd concept to me. Like, yeah, they got a—they have this big following. So then, what do they do? At like companies and and whoever yeah, will sponsor a, them.
1: That is a way for people to get, like, either people to get recognition or brands to get recognition. They get some kind of influencer to sponsor. Um, <laughs> whatever they do. I mean, some people are just vloggers, and then it'll be a girl or something, and they'll send. A shirt or like jewelry to some And like post with it And we'll send you
0: more shit Yeah Yeah And that's the thing that happens um, But then Being an influencer On social media like, eh, like that's my job I'm a I'm a social media influencer That's what I do Kind of seems odd almost Because yeah. if there was no social media Then you'd have a job Right, right.
1: Yeah, that is the thing about with some things with YouTube and I mean even this like people can live their lives off making a podcast but yeah, anything that's really online is well other parties of people will say like that that doesn't take any work if you just do all of your stuff online and they say like if the internet wasn't there you would be you'd have no job or anything like that. So that is the thing about social media influencers is it's not. Technically, like a real job. There's nothing. Well,
0: a lot finished. of people think that the internet is the future of business in general. It kind, of, it is. Well, it is. So then, then it does make. I mean, long as long as you know, there's not some big scandal and YouTube doesn't come plummeting down for whatever reason,
1: which it won't.
0: I mean, you know that they're uh, a monopoly. They have literally, like, they are the source that you go to if you want to learn how to do anything. If you want to see a video, basically on anything. I mean, there's, I think a. What was it? There's another another website that kind of tried to do that, or is still trying to do it, and they're kind of like an off brand YouTube. I forget what they're called, but it's just not the same. I mean, YouTube is YouTube. Yeah, there's nothing else like it, and you cannot find it anywhere else. And if you tried to make anything like it, you it's not going to be it's not going to be the same thing because everyone just goes to the same place. Yeah. So if there was, I'm not saying there's going to be. It honestly, it would be nice if there was, but like a, a breakup. Of YouTube, mm-hmm. and they split YouTube up into multiple companies, yeah, separate entities.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a modern day monopoly. Same Detroit. thing with
0: Amazon, and right? To try and well, Apple's not a monopoly. Without okay, without Samsung, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, with Samsung and Amazon, but there's then there's also Google. There. Google makes a phone. Yeah, that is true. I mean, there's there's plenty of modern day smartphones. Okay,
1: Amazon. Amazon dude, they do everything. They ship. Yeah. Um, you can get oh my god, I saw like a whole like pie chart of what Amazon does and it's it's insane. They have like movie and TV video, music, books, well, of like course books, e- ebooks. Yeah. Um
0: shipping. I mean, they are a facilitator of all goods sold that you can find anywhere. I mean, there's just, if there's something that you're trying to buy or something that you want, Typically, the best place to find it is going to be on Amazon. Yeah,
1: nine, 99,000 times out of...
0: Right, because the stores don't have to constantly stock whatever products you're looking for. They can just be stored in a warehouse just waiting for someone to end up buying it, and then when they do, go grab it and ship it. Yeah. You're not wasting all this time, the limited storage space that you do have in whatever shop that you have with stuff that people aren't buying that frequently. That's why you'll see so many different... You know, brands go in and off the shelves because they're not selling that well yeah so they only they only have so much space that they can store stuff and if it's not selling well then it's it's out of there but then what happens if you still the people that still kind of want that thing that buy it every mm-hmm. now and then you know where's the market for them and that's kind of where Amazon comes in so if you want something super super specific like um, an accessory to a uh, like a 1999 Toyota Corolla so, you want to get a new antenna for it? You could probably go to a dealership and find it, but you can also find it on Amazon really easily. Junkyard. Or a junkyard. But then you have to go look for it, and that's a lot of effort.
1: It's kind of fun. I mean,
0: it can <laughs> be fun. But then to some people, why would you do that when you can just go on the internet, go on Amazon, find it in 20 seconds and say, yeah. oh, it's, it's actually good. cheaper and then go finding it in a junkyard and I'll no. buy it right now. It'll be here in two three, days. Three days. Yeah. yeah. So.
1: One thing I mentioned earlier uh, to you and mom was uh, remember. Back in the medieval times and any time really before that, whenever they needed to shower or bathe, they would just get a gigantic bathtub, fill it with water, and that's not even clean water, that's probably like lake water or river water, wherever they can get water. And then they bathe in it from a ranking of seniority. So the dad would shower first and yeah, bathe, then the mom and then the kids or whatever just
0: or whatever what if the dog <laughs> probably or the family goat the family goat so they give it, then they shower or they would bathe how often
1: probably like once a month
0: they like would a, people would bathe once a month
1: somewhere around there cuz i mean that's all they can they'd have to go get all of that water to put in that tub i mean if, think about it if you're like the fifth child and it's bathing time you are bathing in the most disgusting just,
0: bleh. yeah, it's probably a full bunch of dirt and bugs and whatever. Yeah, and people nowadays would be appalled to have to get in that. And honestly, I would too. I'd be like, oh, I don't know that I want to get in that. I don't know. I don't feel I'll like just, getting sick today. I'll do it next month. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait a month. But then you get a a rash, athlete's foot, because you're such an athlete, running around without socks on.
1: Yeah, they used to dress so fancy back then. Like, who, well, who, who invented? Being, like, that fancy. Like, during, like, the colonization of the Americas and 1600s, they
0: all wore, like... Really heavy stuff. Heavy,
1: formal, just every day. I don't don't get that.
0: Yeah. And then there also was no AC.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that.
0: There's no AC. They got these big old powdered wigs on and, like, five layers... Of clothes. And they're, I mean...
1: What if, what if you live in, like, I don't know what hot parts of Europe are, like Spain? Southern, yeah, I mean, maybe.
0: it, it can, I don't know enough, but I would say probably closer down towards Italy. Yeah. Closer to the equator, it gets pretty warm. Yeah, I was going to say the equator. I think in Italy and, and around that area, they probably they didn't dress as heavy, I don't think. Yeah.
1: I mean, with, um, like, in the desert, like... North Africa, like, really anywhere in Africa, but mainly North Africa with the Sahara Desert, whenever they would make their clothing, they would just make, like, giant drapes and, like, cover their body in white drapes because white is the least, like, sun-absorbing color, like, heat-absorbing. And they would just make, like, white drapes, like, shield their body from the sun.
0: Yeah. Also, if you didn't do that, you would think that you know covering yourself in more layers when you're in the desert would make you hotter and you would die faster of heat stroke probably. But no. But actually, you would die faster if you didn't have the drapes on. Yeah. Because the sun would cook you alive. Literally. Yeah.
1: I mean, probably out in that desert, it gets like one twenty, one thirty. Want to take a guess on what it is? Like, I have
0: no idea, and I don't want to know. I don't know what, what Francis and Gandhi had to go through. You know that story, right? What story? Francis Ngannou, the UFC fighter? I don't think so. How he had to... Seven times, seven or eight times, he attempted to flee Africa via raft, navigating the... I think it's the Barren Strait. could be wrong. From... It's not Morocco, is it? It might be Morocco. Going into Spain... And they, you know, Him and whoever else was with him, seven times they got captured at the border of Africa and they would drive them out to the middle of the Sahara Desert, drop them off basically to die, and then they would drive away.
1: They made it out seven times. Did they eventually like make it out?
0: Well, Francis did. Francis eventually made it out and then he, now he's currently out. I don't know if he still is because there's some controversy about scheduling fights, but he won the—he he did win— the heavyweight title back in I think March maybe. Back wow. in back in March ish. No, maybe it was April, but recently. Nice. Yeah. And so yeah, he's he's a killer. He's awesome. He's got a great story. Really yeah. inspiring.
1: So the Sahara Desert averages like during the summer, it averages between one oh four to one seventeen. It's pretty warm. That is pretty warm. I mean, Texas sees it's every now, like every summer, Texas has that like Two week spread At least Austin Of like just 100 degrees every day
0: I would just say At least the south In general has that Yeah You know We're not special Yeah we are No one's special We're the best State Best 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 country You know if we see We'll be our own country Yeah Um I was gonna say Something else Um But anyways Um If you can live in any era of history, it could be anywhere in the world, it could be any year. When that's, and a where? Tough,
1: that's a tough question because there's a lot of answers to that, like a lot of really good answers.
0: Okay, pick your favorite one.
1: I would honestly have to do a lot of deep thinking about this to pick my favorite one, but I'll just go with ones that I would enjoy. Um, maybe like. 500 or 600 years ago during the colonization of America. You know I would make money?
0: How would you make money?
1: Pay me a dollar and you don't go to hell. You know how many f- suckers I would get.
0: That's pretty low on the morality. <laughs> Totem pole.
1: No, but I mean, I think it would be cool to discover America and be like, hey, that's the Newlands. You know? Yeah. Um,
0: and then what? And then you're there and then it's like, all right, time to... Save my time away and build a country out of nothing.
1: That's a good point. That is a very good point.
0: Or you don't have AC. I,
1: I'm honestly, I'm not too worried about AC. AC isn't gonna run my life. If I didn't have AC, that would suck. But yeah, I mean, we got AC like what forty years ago, thirty years ago. No,
0: I would say, well, let's see when maybe the first air conditioning unit was installed. Maybe I I would say, I'm tempted to say 100 years ago, but that's probably not right. Let's see.
1: The first air conditioner. In the 50s?
0: Ooh, 1902.
1: So you are right. Yeah, but 100 years ago. So we've, I mean, that was the first air conditioner. So air conditioning didn't really come around probably to like the 30s or the 40s to where it was a majority
0: what do you mean? Because I'm sure... The, well, like The majority of people had air conditioning in their homes and wherever?
1: Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure whenever it came out, it's new technology. It was probably really expensive. Oh, for sure.
0: And refrigeration. Yeah. That too.
1: Um, but if I could pick any time...
0: I mean, I'm not bound by AC, but I've never lived anywhere where there was an AC. And it's nice to have. Because I know that there's a lot of European countries, they just don't yeah. have AC. And people are, you know, whatever, it's fine, not a big deal. And it's really not that big of a deal it's one of those things that's just it's a, really comfortable it's a new commodity or not a new commodity but a nice commodity if you ever want to go to europe typically not the uk but but mainland europe and stay somewhere like on a vacation you go to like an airbnb or something no. odds are you're probably not going to be staying in a place that has ac so, no, no, it makes sense. So, like, it's just kind of what their culture is like.
1: Yeah. Uh, honestly, that kind of brings me to something. Um, I think one thing about our generation is we're very, we're kind of ungrateful. Our generation kind of takes what we have, like, an iPhone for granted, shit like that. Because it's just, it's always been there. It's always been around. But, like, and I'm not trying to completely
0: just dog them. It's just easy to. But. Because you don't have the time to think about it.
1: No, not the, well, yes, the ungrateful, but. You could be, not to just completely dog them, but you could be born anywhere in Africa.
0: I mean, I'm not trying to, like, make a joke. You could? I mean, yeah, you could have been born anywhere. You could have been born in any culture. Yeah. In yeah. any society on the planet. They're worse. Like,
1: if you if you live in the U.S., if you were born in the U.S., you're kind of lucky. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. That's, like, a bump from the get-go that you were born in a very good economic
0: It also depends where in the U.S. because there's some bad places, some impoverished and unfortunate. Um, But typically, I mean, having U.S. citizenship is um, incredible.
1: It's the the best fucking thing you can... I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, it's one of the greatest things that you could possess in the world currently. Um, It's really hard to get if you don't have it. Um, That's why a lot of people try to move here and, and try to get it, and it's such a... A celebrated day when you eventually do, and you see stories and, and videos of people being really excited that they finally got their, their citizenship and, and being proud of that yeah. after coming from a different country, whether they came from money or they came from somewhere that was impoverished. And now that they, and that's just the, the idea of America is you come here, it's the land of the free. Mm-hmm. You come here to be liberated and do whatever you want. You know, it's the, the land of opportunity. Yeah. So not a lot of people, not a lot of places have that. And so it's just kind of, I guess, the sayings that go around. I mean, we're not, we're talking about this from the inside out, not the other way around. So we don't know really what goes around, mm-hmm. what's being said around the world about the United States. But a I lot remember, of people, a lot of people want to come here to be able to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. And,
1: I remember during the, uh, the whole capitals like riot thing, there was... A meme I saw, it was like me living in like Middle Eastern Europe making memes about the United
0: States government, even though I have no idea what's going on. And no one does. Yeah. It's a... F- it is such an ass show. Yeah. yeah. doesn't make any sense. It really I, doesn't. You know what that just made me think? You've cussed like maybe
1: once on the podcast. What do you mean? You don't ever cuss.
0: Well, I I typically don't try to. Um, Fuck that <laughs> yeah, <I'm> Just kidding <laughs> I, Just talking
1: I mean just live your life I'm not trying to tell you how to live I'm just wondering
0: So you didn't ask me that question in return The one that I asked you
1: Where would you live? What era?
0: Yeah Where would you live? I have a handful of answers Alright
1: let's fucking hear them
0: I would say the latest that I would go back Is probably the late 1800s, like 1890, 1895, and be a freaking cowboy. <laughs> that would be so cool to actually be a cowboy on the frontier. I mean, I'd be right here in Texas, just living my life, going to the saloon and going up to the the bartender and getting a whiskey. And
1: so you're just thinking
0: of Red Dead Redemption. Not even that. But I mean, have you ever seen some of the really good western movies?
1: I've seen a few. You've seen like two. Yeah.
0: I mean There were no laws against drinking and driving back then on your horse. <laughs> but here's the thing though. Don't drink and horse. <laughs> don't drink and horse. Uh not promoting that, but uh I don't think it's against the law even nowadays to be drunk and ride a horse the horse has a mind of its own, the horse isn't going to do something that it's not going to want to do. Yeah, I think you're allowed to. I, I, I guess it depends on the state. You could look it up. I, I bet there's a few states out there like, no, you cannot drink in horse. <laughs> no drinking horseing. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Being a cowboy would be kind of fun. I mean, just kind of romanticizing about that. That's kind of what our culture does a little bit. At least it 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 she did in the past. A
1: cowboy?
0: Can he? Uh, can he? Anywho, <laughs> anyways, but yes, that's the idea is just being a cowboy. And I feel like after some time, I'm like, all right, I've had enough. Kenny and then Chesney, Kenny Chesney, <coughs> I feel like I, I, I would have felt like I've had enough. And then, you know, two months later, like, all right, I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> but then you know, there's no going back. And so then I would say another answer that I would have for that would be maybe the 50s. I feel like the 50s would be fun.
1: Yeah, that was kind of right when jazz was really exploding.
0: Yeah, late forties. No, jazz has been around around for before that. I would say, tens, twenties, and even Actually, before that yeah, too.
1: The Roaring Twenties. Oh yeah, was the music yeah. was blowing. Oh, up.
0: for sure. I mean, and I wouldn't go back for the jazz. I mean, I'm not a huge jazz fan. I can respect it, but it's not what I listen to on mm-hmm. a daily basis. But
1: I would go back to. I don't know, the 80s. I'm not like a a party drug person at all. I've never taken a party drug and I don't really see myself doing it. But I don't know. The the stories you hear about what happened in the 80s and the 70s just. In the 60s. The 60s especially. There were no phones that you see whatever. You had to write letters to people. Yeah.
0: Imagine people that still use USPS today. they write letters. But I feel like most people have transitioned to email. But no, I I get that. And and that's kind of the other place I'd go to. I'd probably go to 1980. That's where I would end up probably going. Is reliving that area. That era. But also... like,
1: so much good music was coming
0: out. Well, yeah, there's great music. But also, things were just more free. You could almost do whatever you wanted. Once again...
1: this dollar was worth a lot more.
0: uh, No, not quite. Inflation? Well... There was an economic recession in the 70s, and I think it was the mid to late 70s. There was definitely the oil crisis that happened in the early 70s, and that tanked our economy pretty bad. That's why muscle cars as a whole kind of went away. After, like, 1971, all the cars started looking like crap. I mean, they, muscle cars get revitalized probably around, like I said, 1980-ish. But I mean, there were still Firebirds. and Well, the Firebird didn't. I don't think it really existed until 78. I think 78 was they first ticket. I know they did it in 79.
1: I'm pretty sure... I think I'm not mistaken right now. I'm pretty sure Pontiac came out with the first
0: muscle car. But anyways... um, sorry. (laughs) So no, I wouldn't go back for the economy, but just the freedom, because there's so many more regulations nowadays that I'm really not a a fan of. And especially in the future, it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. So then, you know... It's It kind of goes back to this, um, I don't think it was a Wes Anderson movie. I think it was um, Woody, what's his name? Woody.
1: Not Harrelson.
0: I think Woody Allen. Yeah, Woody Allen did a movie with Owen Wilson recently. It was basically kind of this concept of people romanticizing living in the good old days, quote unquote. And You're like, oh man, I wish I could go back to that time. It had been so great to have lived there. That it actually happens in the movie. So Owen Wilson and his fiance, they go to Paris and he's a writer and I don't want to ruin the whole movie. If you haven't seen it, I think it's on Netflix, but I didn't really want to watch the movie, but I got sucked into it. And then about 20 minutes in, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty good. I want to, I don't, I want to finish this. And, he basically gets time warped. He like one night he was just walking and there's this old car from like twenties or thirties that rolls up and he's like, what the heck? And they're like, get in. And he gets in and he's basically time traveling. He just time traveled back to the twenties or something like that. And then he meets Ernest Hemingway, all these great yeah. writers that he looked up to when That's he was, cool. and it was an interesting thought because then by the end of the movie, the message was, you know, everyone romanticizes but an, an earlier time and earlier era that was like, those are the good old days. But
1: Good days are what's happening right now.
0: Not quite, but like... Because what will end up happening is the generation behind you will say, Oh, the gen- the era that you lived in was the good old days. Everyone's always going to think that 20, 30, 40 years ahead of you, those are the good old days. That's when you want to live, right? Yeah. I feel like everyone has said that for so long, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: It's just that that same concept because in the movie, he meets a girl that he really likes. and I forget her name. And she's actually... She really did exist, and she was a part of the story. I think she was... Um,
1: oh, so you're saying time travel is a thing now? <laughs> no.
0: No, this woman existed in real life. I think she had some kind of relationship with Ernest Hemingway, and Owen Wilson and this girl start talking about it. It becomes Inception. They go even back further in time because there's another thing that happens, and she's like, oh, this is where I want to live. This is, these are the good old days, and Owen Wilson's like, no, like this isn't. This isn't go, let's go back to where we just were, where you came from. She's like, no, th- I'm staying here. These are the good old days, right? So it's that idea that, you know, every generation's going to have their good old days. Yeah. Right? And so then, like I said, the ones behind us are going to think that we were living in the good old days. Yeah. Like the golden era, right?
1: I mean, I would say for video games, like 1990 to 2005, that was the golden age. There have been really good games that have come out since then, but like, when we're talking like just when the whole year of games that came out just slapped, maybe 90 to 2010, just that 20-year run.
0: Maybe. I can see that. But also at the same time, there's been some really great advances in video games. It's like saying, I mean, there's been really good games that have come out, but then every game is always limited by the technology at hand. What, what can you create? What can you do? Yeah. And so there's been some really good ideas and so like Doom, Doom came out a long time ago. I think Doom was either early 90s maybe. It was a computer game. It was like it revolutionized gaming as a whole. It was the first like first person Yeah. And then they stopped making them around 2000ish and then they revitalized the series with what was available to make an even better game 3 years ago, 4 years ago.
1: Yeah. Doom Eternal.
0: Right. So I feel like Video gaming is always going to be limited by the technology that's available. Because, I mean, VR is going to end up being a thing. I don't know how big it's going to be, but people like VR.
1: Yeah. It's also like, whenever we played, like, Call of Duty back in, like, 2008, we were like, holy shit, these graphics are fucking amazing. And then, like, five years goes by, and that game looks awful. Like, that game looks
0: terrible. I wouldn't say terrible, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. But, yeah, it's the same, same idea, the same concept. Yeah. So...
1: You know it's not limited by anything.
0: But I'm also... Minecraft. It's not. That's one of the few. Um, but I don't know that there really is like a golden age of video games. Because there's always going to be new ideas and, and, and new ways to do things. So it's like like movies. I, feel, I look at video games and movies as kind of the same thing. They're a form of entertainment where you kind of just sit there and you watch it. And But video games is just different the way that you're actively participating. Yeah, But... The way that they can do CGI nowadays, they couldn't do back then. Yeah, and they could—they can't make video games back then that they can make them now with all you know all, all kinds of new processing power and storage and whatnot. So there's some really good, good, really good movies that had good ideas and good plots, like action movies. Back in the 50s and 60s, they weren't like because you if you go back and look at them now. I was actually just talking to Henry. Well, yeah, we talking. I was talking to Henry last night about Rocky. Going back and watching Rocky again, it's not a great movie. It's really not. These are his words. I haven't seen Rocky in a long time. And I'll watch it again at some point so that I can actually give my own opinion about it. He's like, it's not that great of a movie. But it's it's a great story, yeah. right? It's a great story. And it was just like a hero that we can get behind, but the action sequences probably weren't there. But now nowadays we can do them a lot. Yeah, like more modern, efficiently.
1: modern day, like I was watching a movie the other like day. Like Creed
0: before. 2. Creed 2 was a great movie. And so was Creed. I don't know if you watched them, but they were really good movies. I haven't seen them. And they were, they had all kinds of camera angles and yeah, action shots and CGI that made it look really made it look realistic. That's kind of the thing about vi- video games and movies. The more realistic it looks, in most cases, the more you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. It's more immersive. Yeah. It feels like you're actually there, like you really enjoy it, like you're in the same room.
1: Hey, shut the fuck
0: up. I got something to say.
1: Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was, what I was trying to say is about like with modern like CGI and like you said camera angles. I was watching a movie the other day called Project Power and like the fight scenes are just modern action movies. The fight scenes are so intense because they kind of put you in the fight and get you so close and you'll see the, the, the camera angles go from like next to their left foot to their right foot to the ceiling to getting you actually get like punched in the face, you know? Right. I think editing and
0: that kind of stuff
1: is really
0: blown up. Well, I was going to say that there's something to be said, and here's a really good example. When there's too much editing, when there's too many cuts, yeah. when the camera keeps cutting to a different camera as something's happening, especially in action sequences, you can't tell what's happening. And a, like I said, a really good example of this, of this is the, the newest Jason Bourne movie with Matt Damon that came out, I think 2016, maybe right around then. And I forget what it's called. I think, uh, yeah, I'm trying to I think it was just called, called. I think it was just called Jason Bourne, and especially in the beginning and especially at the end, at like the last fighting sequence, there were so many cuts you couldn't tell who was punching who, like who fell down, or it was just it kept cutting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There was like. Thirty cuts in a minute, yeah, so quickly, but, way too many. And a really good example of when there's not, when there's just the right amount of cuts are in the earlier Jason Bourne films. They had really good fighting sequences, really good choreography, and you could you could follow it along. I remember in Bourne Supremacy, that one scene, one of the best fighting scenes in a movie, in my opinion, is that guy comes out of him with a knife, and I don't know, if, I don't think you you might you might have seen it. I've but seen
1: parts of the Bournes.
0: And he comes in with a knife in this apartment and he picks up a newspaper or like a magazine. And he basically fights off him with this knife with a, with a magazine. Yeah. And it's really cool because there's, it's, it's a lot of really long length cuts. So it looks realistic, right? Yeah. That they're actually fighting. And like I said, the choreography was really good in the way that they did that. That was a really good action sequence.
1: One thing I, I can't keep up with is anime. I've tried watching anime. I've had friends be like, dude, you got to get on this one. Like, this one is the shit. And then I I watch an episode and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it's it might just be me. I know a lot of people grew up on anime and that's really their thing. But, like, when I'm watching anime, it none of it, I can keep track of the basics of, like, how it's kind of going, like, the story. But, like... It just doesn't make sense. And it's probably a culture thing. Yeah. So people
0: that that, that grew up with different cultures, that's something that that they can watch and really enjoy because that's probably something they grew up with, right? That's like someone may not be able to relate to you the same way that we would be able to relate to Tom and Jerry or SpongeBob. Exactly. So we could show Tom and Jerry, I don't know if they had it in Japan, but let's just say some part of the world that, let's say Russia or something, (laughs) they didn't watch Tom and Jerry. So you show them Tom and Jerry. There could be a handful of people that's like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get why you like that. Yeah. So it's probably, it's probably that same thing. So I know there's a lot of work and a lot of effort that goes into making those anime TV shows and movies. And I'm kind of the same way. Like I, I I could watch maybe five minutes at the most without getting bored. Yeah. It's just, it's just not for me. I can respect it, but you know, it's not my thing. Yeah. So I'm second that. Yeah. But there's, like, some older stuff, like, that we actually did grow up with, like, Pokemon. Remember the Pokemon TV shows? Yeah. And Dragon Ball Z. There yeah. was that. Avatar. Avatar. I do like Avatar. I, I can watch Avatar. Yeah. That's probably one of the only animes I feel like I can really enjoy. And I don't know why that is. I really don't.
1: But, I mean, it's not the same as other animes. Like, I guess the, the animes I'm referring to are just, like, the fighting animes
0: where... Like One Punch Man? Yeah, whatever One that?
1: Punch Man. I watched the first episode. It was... The first episode was alright, but, like, it just, it goes so fast. Things happen so quick. Like, if you look away, they're on a different side of the fucking planet.
0: Yeah. There's some, there's at least a clip of of that TV show that I saw where, you know, the one punch man, I don't know his name, uh, I think I I I remember it, it's like Satama, Satama, something like that, but... He gets in a fight with someone. I already know how it's going to end. He basically yeah. just tr- uses 1% of his power and just stops this guy the whole way. Yeah. But it was entertaining to watch for like the first two or three minutes. And then by the end, I was like, okay, yeah, I've seen enough. Like That's interesting. And just in that two, three minutes, there's so many cuts and editing and drawings that yeah, go into it and, and voice, voice acting. Like, yeah, seriously. It's respectable for sure.
1: That is one thing. Whenever I'm watching a movie or a TV show or listening to music, is i'll kind of define how good the music is like part of the way I'll define how good a song is in my head is I'll keep track of like the drums and each different instrument and I kind of think of how how well it's put together and produced even with movies and
0: like movie like music inside of movies
1: no music as a whole movies oh. as a whole oh, TV okay. shows just yeah. like
0: how well together it was put and how thought out it was well, yeah. I mean, some not every movie, not every song is created equal, but there are some projects that have big budgets, and so mm-hmm. they've got all kinds of people working on it, and sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes that's a bad thing. Sometimes you have too many voices trying to be heard, and sometimes you overlook things, and you miss things, right. especially when making a movie. There's nothing that grinds my gears more than big old plot holes in a movie. Oh my you know what I mean? Like, it's like, really, like, 50. y'all didn't think of this. Like, you didn't think that... You know, uh, Captain America could have just picked up his shield and cut Thanos' head off in that moment right there. But no, he was too busy like doing like jerking off. You know, like yeah, like there's like really like you
1: didn't. I mean, and then some of it, like, I know with horror movies, when they make the person seem like they're absolutely stupid and and they can't even run straight away from the killer, they do it to really get under your skin and make you be like, come on, fucking move.
0: Right, right.
1: So, I mean, I guess part of it, they'll intentionally do it. But there are, like, if I'm watching a movie and there's, like, two just fat plot holes, I'm like, okay,
0: I'm going to go waste my time watching something else. Yeah, also, another thing that I, I like movies a lot, I really do, I, if I was... I can only it, watch them with people.
1: I can't watch... I mean, with some movies, I'll sit down and watch. Like, if it's a movie I need to watch, I can watch it by myself. But, like, more often than not, whenever I find myself with my free time, I'm not like, I'm going to watch a movie.
0: I really enjoy movies. If I was about to say, if I was in a, a second life, I would try to make movies. I swear. I love them so much, I can watch... Unlimited movies by myself. Yeah. And nothing. <laughs> I just think it'd be really cool. I like movies and I like the way that they're put together. And I think they're really interesting, especially a lot of the really great films. And you can go down the list of you know films XYZ by XYZ directors. But it's also kind of fun for me sometimes to watch a good movie, but actively be looking for plot holes in the movie.
1: Trying to find the things wrong with it.
0: Because sometimes a plot hole will go over my head if it's if it's subtle enough. Yeah. But the gaping ones are, I mean, they're obvious. Yeah. But sometimes there's some subtle plot holes like, oh, you know, they could have done this differently. I'll look for them. And it's kind of fun sometimes. Yeah. Because then now I'm like actively participating in the movie as it's happening and picking up on more details than I would have the first time. And I can go back a second time and look for plot holes and maybe I'll, I'll find something I didn't before. But there is one movie that I definitely want to go see again that I I saw in theaters when it came out, which is Tenant. And a lot of people didn't understand that movie. It was a lot of moving parts really quickly. But I know for a fact I haven't done a bunch of research on it since I've watched it because I don't really want to. I want to figure it out for myself. Yeah. But there's so many little details in that movie. Chris Nolan has a, an amazing way of putting subtle details, small details that... Like Easter eggs, he puts really good directors and really good films put Easter eggs inside of movies to help you understand what's happening or what's going on. Yeah, and because then sometimes a movie will end like, what just happened? Yeah, exactly. Like, like like, how do how do you end a movie like that? It's like, well, there are some Easter eggs in there that you missed that you didn't see, and if you saw those Easter eggs, you go, oh, it all makes sense. And that's my favorite part about a movie is when at the end you're like, oh, it all makes sense now, like. A really obvious example of that is the the Sherlock Holmes movie um, with Robert Downey Jr., especially the first one, when basically it's a, a mystery movie and it's all about Sherlock Holmes trying to track down his, I don't think his arch nemesis, I think it was the second one, but trying to tra- track down this, this guy. And then Robert Downey Jr. basically just rattles off all the details of Here's what happened. Here's what I did. Here's what you did. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's all unfolding right in front of you. are like, oh, it all makes sense now. Yeah. And that was a good movie to see early on because it was really easy to see like, oh, like that's everything that was happening. Because in a lot of movies, they won't just rattle off all the details of of basically the answers that, that you're looking for. Yeah.
1: They so, kind of make you find them.
0: Exactly. They'll make you look for them. Make you... Go back and watch it a second or third time to try and find that's them. That's
1: one of my favorite things is watching a movie for the second and third time. And each time you're like, ooh, I didn't see that. that, you know, that like helps. everything makes
0: more sense now. And that's that's kind of the fun of watching a really good movie.
1: Yeah. Like some people have to watch. Uh, what's that one movie that everyone has to watch? Six Sense. Six Sense, um, Interstellar.
0: I don't know how many times I've seen Interstellar. I would say a maximum of two times. I don't think it's it warrants a second go through because I feel like it was pretty straightforward for the most part. But, I mean, I it's definitely worth a second watch, definitely. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of movies that way. That the movie ends, you're like, what just happened? Holy cow. That doesn't make sense. What doesn't?
1: Like, the end of the movie does make sense. You watch right, it right. And you're, like, you're like, oh like.
0: shit. But then also, know, another fun thing I like to do, sometimes if I don't feel like going back and watching a movie and I'm just too impulsive, I'll look up xx movie explained and i'll just watch that 20 minute youtube video and be like oh why didn't i think of that yeah i should have thought of that but yeah that's kind of my favorite part about watching movies or movies in that way but also there's some some good movies that are famous for like obviously the godfather i don't think i I haven't i mean you could be upset if you want. I, I wouldn't get upset at, the, at you if you hadn't seen it, but I haven't really seen any of The Godfathers.
1: Neither have I. I'm sure it's one of those movies that, like, everyone's seen. We'll all see it at some point.
0: I feel like I'm waiting for the right moment to go see it. Actually, I feel like, I feel like the, the right time will come about. I'm like, all right, I'll finally watch The Godfather now.
1: This goes for a lot of things. There never is a perfect time for something. I agree. There is the, the perfect time for something is when you make time for it and actually do it.
0: No, I agree. But when I say the perfect time, that yeah. just means like I'm thinking about it. I'm willing to do it. And I, I just want to do it. Yeah. I haven't had that moment or yet. Or
1: someone else just random. Just like, hey, you want to watch The Godfather? And you're like, fuck, man. That's been on my bucket list.
0: It is. It's just kind of sitting there. It's just one of the things that I kind of want to do at some point. I got plenty of time to go see it. I got like maybe two years left. So <laughs> and in those two years, I'll go. I'll go watch all the movies I haven't seen.
1: Would you rather read every book? Or watch every movie.
0: Read every book. Yeah, easy. Not even close. So easy. Are you out of your mind?
1: Watch every TV show or watch every movie.
0: Movie. Yeah, me too. There's too much TV.
1: Watch every movie or listen to every song.
0: Hmm. Does that mean if I pick movies, I can't listen to music ever?
1: You You can, but you haven't listened to all the music. You can watch every movie and still listen to music, or you can listen to every song and still watch movies. So, like, it's that's, that's
0: kind of interesting because you'd find music that you wouldn't find before that's really good. You're like, wow, that's a really good song. And you've got like thousands of songs that are that way. Like, <laughs> I've got all this this really great music on on backwater that I can just listen to whenever I want. But that's, that's the same thing with movies, too.
1: Yeah. Someone's just like, I don't want to watch a movie at night. And you're like, which one?
0: I would probably say music just because. There's so much more music. Yeah.
1: Than like so much more music.
0: like. That. And also it's way easier to, <laughs> to find underrated movies. Because there's not one, there's not as many of them. Mm-hmm. And if you just looked up underrated movies, you'd find a lot of really good underrated movies. Because there's a lot of things that go into movies that are kind of objective on what makes a movie great. There's some subjective stuff. But music is entirely subjective. Because I may like it, and you may not. And we may like a lot of the same music. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, I I would pick the music. Very nice. You got
1: anything uh, prepared to talk about?
0: Uh, Not really. I'm just kind of riffing it at the moment.
1: What's one thing that just like... Kind of grinds your gears.
0: How did I know that that's what you were going to say? I, I just had a feeling that's what was about to come out of your mouth.
1: Like, for me, uh, sometimes if I'm sitting next to, like, guys and our legs get, like, half an inch away from each other and our leg hairs are kind of doing that thing where they're, they're touch- they intertwined. Yeah, they're, like, intertwining. They're kind of touching, but they're you're not, like, really touching. It just fucks with me. Like, it gets under my skin.
0: Like, it. If I'm next to another guy, I'm sitting next to another guy, and we touch in some way, like it's an elbow or a forearm or a knee, I get really uncomfortable, <laughs> but I don't make it obvious. And I, I'm not like homophobic or anything, but I just very subtly move that part, and I never put it back in the same place as it was. I know exactly what you're talking I'm about. just like, that. I'm not going to let that happen again. And it's not a, a rude thing. It's like, I'm doing this for both of us, right? So, yeah. me, I'm, I'm sure he feels the same way. Maybe he doesn't. But I'm going to at least prepare so that that doesn't happen again. Because I am totally on board with sitting so far away right now.
1: Yeah, with the leg thing, for me, it's either, like, our legs are straight up, like, touching, like, pushing against each other. I don't have a problem with that. Or they're, like, six inches apart. No in between. You ever have those one Like long ass hairs Just randomly on your leg You just have a hair That should be on your head Or something No Dude, David pointed one out On my knee the other day That like It was a hair that should be On my head But it was connected To my knee It was long I don't, even, I don't know How that happens
0: I have to confess What you got Last night When you were sleeping I cut one of your hairs off And I glued it to your leg <laughs>
1: no shit
0: <laughs> be kind of funny kind of a funny joke actually but this is the thing though is like I, I don't get the pranks for someone's asleep and you do something to their body and some other, whether you're riding on them or like shaving their armpit how do you not wake up unless you're like a really heavy sleeper or you're intoxicated but how do you not wake up because a lot of those pranks they just happen on the fly like on you know, Saturday night everyone's like hanging out, sleeping at the same place and
1: one person passes out.
0: Pa- one person just passes out and then they you know, they draw dicks all over them and then someone shaves part of their head off. Like, how do you not wake up?
1: I remember one time <laughs> in like sixth grade, I was staying at my friend Angus's house for the night, and there was like four of us, maybe five of us, and we smoked much weed, we we, we did whatever and like we kind of like in a way like unintentionally took turns passing out and whenever one person went down someone grabbed a sharpie you know like draw a bunch of dicks and by the time we woke up the next morning all of us had drawn on all of us and like angus's dad laughed so fucking hard he was like all of y'all get together like i need to get a picture of this and we're all just like covered in dicks and like (laughs) whatnot Uh. that's funny
0: Uh, i mean like every single one of y'all just at some point drew on each other
1: yeah like if you passed out and woke up someone else is probably asleep
0: that's funny yeah i've never done it before i feel like it's kind of mean i don't know it is
1: kind of mean. if you
0: do it with a sharpie
1: it's kind of mean because then they got a dick for the whole day
0: i i do want to do the one where someone passes out outside with like without a shirt on and then you like Cover not not right. even suntan lotion. You can get anything. You can get like so something as long as it blocks the sun. You could draw anything. Yeah, with but, a sunburn. Like with a sunburn. I think that one's awesome because that one doesn't go away for a little while, <laughs> even if you want it to. But anyways, um, I say we should wrap this thing up. Yeah,
1: sounds good to me. We uh, we hit a stride in the end there, talking about movies and dicks on the face.
0: More strides, good strides are good. Whoa, that was unaccidenting.
1: That, that
0: let's just pretend that didn't happen.
1: All right, I'm on board. <laughs> it's gonna happen to me at some point. I know.
0: You know, you give me a hard time about it. I'm gonna give it back to you, even Look, dude, two I, or three times as hard.
1: I give a hard. I give people a hard time about voice cracks because you
0: know how much my fucking voice cracks. Like it cracks every single day.
1: So I've I've been through my fair share of shit for that thing, but.
0: Voice voice cracks.
1: Voice cracks. I've been through my fair share.
0: Oh, yeah. We all have. But, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. We'll we'll talk again tomorrow. Let's see if we'll have a guest, you know, just a surprise guest. Rob? No. (laughs) You know He can come on for 15 minutes on a phone call. Call him in. I'll I'll call him in. (laughs) But I don't know if it'll be tomorrow, but it'll be at some point. I'll call him in. Because I don't think he can sit in one place at one time for that long. But I don't know, like if we call him in and he starts talking, and he goes on a rant about something. That's I don't know true. I don't know if we're gonna to have to trash the whole podcast. Because <laughs> if we get like like in a, let's say forty five minutes in, an hour in like, yeah, let's just call him, see what happens. Oh man. And then we call him and then he goes off about something. Not to say that he's gonna say anything crazy, inappropriate or, or rude or but he we might. Yeah, it's just knows. how he is. Who knows? Might have to get rid of the whole podcast. It's just trash like just though. scrap it. Yep. Sorry, it's just not gonna work. <laughs>
1: That would be the worst.
0: Or you could just cut out the part where you start talking. <laughs> but anyways. It's been fun. Yeah. I had a good time. We'll um
1: We'll catch you tomorrow.
0: Yeah. If anyone's someone calls you and you press pick up right, then it ends up. We'll i